G'day listeners, you're back with Benny, Banksy and Boydie, the basketball blokes, dribbling all things Aussie hoops and NBL fantasy. First this week, a moment of silence. probably wondering why would we be having a moment of silence and we'd be so solemn in a week mm. when Bordy, the Oracle, is sitting seventh <laughs> in the universe. But if you're familiar with our podcast, uh, you would be familiar with our love for one man, Dan Trist. Uh, now, we received news through the week that Dan has been replaced. Uh, now, that's very sad. We all agree. I mean, it's going to be... Uh, you know, the most hyped man in fantasy land in the preseason, wasn't he? Gonna look gonna look good in that Phoenix outfit next year. I reckon. We were we were basically unpaid player sponsors for Dan Trist, but mm-hmm, it didn't mm-hmm. quite work out. But um, I guess onto the serious stuff, he has been replaced by Venky Joyce, uh, Melbourne-born, uh, one of these Eastern Washington players. Now, before this podcast, like I'll ask you guys, what college was known for? Like what, what? What is the Australian college? St Mary's. St Mary's, right? Eastern Washington has basically, like, almost taken over to some extent. To be honest, um, there's a bunch of players. They've got three on the roster at the moment. Um, obviously, Venky's an ex-Eastern Washington player. Um, you, I'm sure, you'd be aware of now. Uh, NBL media personality Felix von Hoff, and even Michael Wern, who we interviewed. Uh, one of the very first things uh-huh. we did in the preseason, Fuzzy, Fuzzy, um, we interviewed him about Jacob Wiley, who is obviously a, now an Adelaide 36er and also an Eastern, Eastern Washington mm-hmm. graduate. So um, it's a little basketball factory for our Aussies over there, and something we definitely I wasn't aware of before the we I guess undertook this podcast. But that's, that's pretty cool. I think um, Tris played the game on uh, earlier. He was got it Thursday minutes. night. Yeah, he got minutes on Thursday. Yeah, and then in between, I don't know, when was it? But yeah. Bit of a send off, yeah, yeah, yeah send off, and then Venky got minutes in the last minute on Monday night and uh, ripped a nice dunk, which was good. So I think it was dunk or a layup, whatever it was. It was pretty, uh, it was pretty um, good little ten seconds of play there. So. Yeah, I'm not too sure how fantasy relevant it is, but it was very important. I feel that we paid our respects. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I agree. Um, what else have you got? Other news for us this week? Uh, injury news, um, obviously. Very unfortunate. Uh, Mitch Norton, we all saw, it's come out that he's torn his calf. Now, when I first saw it, I was calling Achilles, and I think everyone was doing the same. It looked bad, didn't it? Yeah, yeah, I just remember, it reminded me of the Travis Cloak turnaround. Yep. Turn around, you've been shot. Yeah, yep. what's going on? Yep. Um, so, I guess for fantasy, he's definitely out for the remainder out. of the fantasy yep. season. As far as uh, NBL playoffs, if you believe Bryce Cotton, uh, they're going to make it. If you, uh, if you saw that, was probably the, the moment of the weekend when he had a go at Homicide saying that we're going to be making the playoffs. Um, I think he'll still be out. I don't think he'll get back in time. Just on that, the playoffs, I was actually having a look at it today. There's still seven teams that can make the playoffs, pretty much. If teams ball out here and win the rest of their games, New Zealand can still actually make the finals. It's that close. The only team that's definitely out at the moment is Cairns. Um, if have you watched a New Zealand home game? Was it, is it Casey Frank commentating? Every second minute, they say if we can win every game, yeah, yeah <laughs> and right. other things fall our way. Well, the New Zealand 
commentary is very biased, basically every, every home game. Really, let's be honest. So, but they they can they, they can are actually, statistically they can. correct. Why well, you got Sean Long? You're a chance, mm. and that's what I think the big theme is. They don't want to be. It'll be a waste of a Sean Long season by the mm. season. That's mm-hmm. kind of the, um, I guess the grief that they they're having yep. not being able to make the finals. But obviously, let's uh, let's think. Mitch Norton out. What's going to be fantasy relevant? Boydie. Um, I watched overtime through the week. Liam Santa Maria said Sunday deck. He is going to be the player who potentially gets more minutes. He has played seven games. He's had minutes in so far this year. Mm-hmm. Had he's played. Liam said that he'll play about ten minutes a game. It's probably about right. So Martin missed with was it a calf at the start of the season? I think he was injured. Yep, that's right. Uh, deck played. Eight minutes, eight minutes, eleven minutes, eight minutes. So around that ten minutes seems to be right. Mm-hmm. He actually had seven rebounds in one of those games. Bordy, can you tell me how much it would be if you're looking for that bench downgrade for a point guard? Well, the thing is, Benjamin, he's not currently in the fantasy game by the looks of it. I've got uh, a really? game sorted out. He's not even in there. We didn't tell Banksy he, that. I was they, wondering. They do, have, they do have. Uh, they do have. They do have another point guard option, which is Lachlan Cummings, uh, in the game, and they also have a shooting guard option, which is Brian Michaels. Um, I think he's still trading G too, if you like. Uh, you can still trade in G if you want to pop him in your team there as well, and I think you can still have uh, Adris Leon as well. Um, interestingly enough, um, but yeah, no, uh, no Sunday deck, that which is interesting because he played. He played a few games. I remember him playing a few games when Martin was out. I think at the start That's of right, the year, wasn't Norton out at the same time or something as well? No, Martin, just Martin was out. Um, and then he played. Definitely played a few games in the blitz and everything as well preseason too. So and watching overtime, Liam was talking up. He almost made the Cairns roster as well. So okay. um, you know, it's going to be an NBL player. It's going to be some rural. Yeah. We should be familiar with, but um, maybe want to keep your eye on next year for a bench spot if he gets somewhere where he's going to get minutes. It's really not good enough. I nah, hope they fix it. Like, Scrappy. We don't mind if they don't get the players in straight away when they're first announced. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's really not good enough. So, I'm sure he want to trade himself in to his own team, and he well, can't. That's right. He can't. Even um, Just, Melbourne. Yeah. Melbourne still is is Venky in there yet? No, Ven- no Venky yet either. So they're a little, a little bit slow with these things. So. Um, it, I mean, as uh, as happened with the 250k bench option like McVeigh, which worked, worked pretty well for Bordy, people are actually looking for this as part of their strategies. And um, even Sean Bruce is on there, so that's good. At least they got Brucey in there, which is good. But he's still wearing his Bullets jersey, which is interesting. Just like Conger and his Illawarra jersey on the picture. Anywho. All right. Um, now, the biggest news for the week. We, we've left it out here, but obviously the big news in Aussie hoops for the week was... Mitch Craig. That's correct. Mitch Creek signing a 10-day contract with Brooklyn and getting minutes straight away. So Four seconds. 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 Sorry, minutes. Seconds. Do you want to elaborate on that for everyone in case they didn't Did he score it? one point in two seconds of game well, time? Yes, he came on when someone had been injured while they were going to the basket. So it was two shots, and I can't even remember who it was that was injured. Brooklyn have got so many injuries at the moment. That wasn't included on the highlight for us, no, to be honest. No, it wasn't. We didn't <laughs> see that. But um, And then uh, they actually brought Mitch Creek in to shoot the two free throws. And and I think the, what did he do? The running joke was he's the only man in the NBA to be averaging 30 points per minute. Well, he should be averaging 60. 60, yeah. Because he missed the first free throw. I was so nervous watching yeah. that. But. Yes, he did. He missed the first free throw, unfortunately, but he slotted the uh, the second one. And then he's actually played another game. Uh, it was against Boston, I think. And they had a little clip there on Twitter, I noticed, when he went to give fist bumps to Aaron Baines, and Baines yeah, is giving him that. nothing. 
Oh, no, Bane's Maybe actually a little chest pump, Bane. Yeah, I thought, yeah. well, I thought it was a little bit like, don't, don't come near me, mate. Uh, no, no, no. Not a big boy in this league yet? No? Not a little no, bit of that? No, not not Bane's oh, Okay. You sure Mitch Shriek's chest didn't cave in with the force of Aaron Bane's? Well, he actually shot a nice, the the main highlight was the nice little layup and slashing to the basket over Bane's mm. little, little floating layup. And what do you have, six six points, something like that, and, and five boards? So pretty pretty solid sort of game in 16 minutes, 17 minutes. So you've got to be yeah, I guess the take issue, that. I yeah. guess the issue is he didn't play today because the game was close. So hopefully for his sake, you know, on the type of contract he's on, hopefully there's a few more blowouts, blowouts that he can uh, get some minutes and show his stuff. Yep. So well done to Mitch. Beautiful. Uh, I think that wraps up our news for the week. So as we uh, tested out last week, we're doing our new segment, which is the shout out segment. And this week it's my turn for shout out. All right, blokes, it's time for our shout. Cheers. All right, my shout-out for the week is for a bloke that we haven't seen much from so far this year, although there has been a few who have commented on his potential. He's seen scarce minutes all year, and then, unfortunately, Ramon Moore went down with a calf injury, and then the jack-in-a-box slash jumping jack, or even jack attack, as Benny has informed me, Jack McVeigh explodes for a 36, 23, 26, and a 30 fantasy point scores over Adelaide's last four games with an expanded role off the bench. I hadn't seen much of Jack until last round when I watched both of Adelaide's games and saw his work, and geez, got to say, as a hustle player myself, does he have some hustle? <laughs> he had 40, he's had 40 points and 23 boards, 8 assists, over the last four games, and for a 250k price player before those two rounds, the last two rounds in fantasy, he was an absolute bargain. Must admit that Benny worded me up after round 14 on Jack scores because I uh, I needed a cheapie uh, before round 15 to bring in Lamar Patterson, and fair to say I am wrapped with the Jack in the box. I've even looked up his contract, the contract he's on, because I want him at South East Melbourne Phoenix next year. And oh yeah. We've got to tell the listeners out there that Benny and I have decided to be foundation members of uh, South East Melbourne Phoenix over the Christmas break. So we've uh, we're, we're switching we're switching alliances. Paid up. So yeah, Jack McVeigh's my shout out. Cheers. <laughs> Very good, Boydie. And thanks for the the shout out for me. Um, I actually got to see him play, and um, I actually got a message from Banksy about Jack McVeigh and about the type of player he is. And what did you? Do you remember what you said, Banks? Now, this is no offence to McVeigh as a person, but I think what I compared him to, Benny, was um, if you think back to the Milne of the AFL or, mm-hmm. or Ballantyne, if you follow the AFL, he's the player that you love if he's, he's on, on your, your team. team. Yep. Is that antagonising yep. player that's always digging at you, that, yep. that hustle type of player. But if he's not on your team, he's the player that you love to hate as well. Yep. Um, that's the vibe that I get just watching the Adelaide games over the last. The other thing weeks. is he pumps up his teammates heaps as well. Like he's, he's, a bit of he's Wiley like Wiley, yeah. yeah. And he's, he's I reckon he's learning from Wiley a little bit as well. Like that pump up, you know. He's always yelling out when there's dunks and when there's good players and all that sort of stuff. So yeah, I mean, Bordio, he mentioned he's a bit of a hustler there, I, and he does like a hustler. Normally it's the magazine, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean. Bordy's right. I mean, if you Google Jack McVeigh, you're more than likely to find results about the Sydney co-captains than... Yes. Jack AFL. McVay, We're talking AFL, the, yes. Yes, Sydney yes. Swans co-captains. Yes. Um, Doesn't have a Wikipedia page. So, but he's got credentials. Like, he, he was a under-19... Captain, captain under-19 boomer I think side. the NBL 
In- uh, commentators say that every time. Yep, that's right. So, and it is all about that energy and. And right now, he's taking minutes away from Wiley, and he's taking minutes away even from Conga. Yeah, um, and Drimmick as well. I reckon yeah. it's hurting a little bit with him too. So yeah, it's and a- why, why why shouldn't he be taking minutes? He's he's been you know he's been pretty efficient and effective when he's on the court. So yeah, and what was that contract? And it was three years. Yeah, I think so three years. It's, it's weird that a lot of the clubs with the younger players have signed these three-year contracts, which was quite interesting because yeah, you've got. Um, the Illawarra boys. The right? Illawarra boys both signed three-year contracts. So I wonder if there was a bit of inside goss about... Well, they we knew there was going to be an extra team, I guess. So I reckon a few of the teams have been smart and they've signed up these younger kids that they've got, you know, they've got a lot of potential and we've seen their potential already um, for a longer term so that they don't run off to these new clubs if they showed anything, which they are. I think all three of them showed that they can be players. Well, if you're... Yeah, Froling's the other one. I'm not yeah, sure what his contract is. but I know you mentioned the Phoenix before, but mm. what are the big rumours for... The Phoenix players, and a lot of them are coming from the 36s as the free agents that they're going to try and target, the likes of Sobey. Yeah. And, um, so Mitch Creek's obviously already signed there, so a former Adelaide player, the one yeah, that's going right. back there. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. With expansion, you've got to do it. You've got to commit to these young guys, and yep. it, clearly he is going to be a player in the league. So. Yep. So that's my shout-out for the week. So then we've got, uh, we're going to do a bit of a round-robin. I'm guessing that's Banksy's turn next week. So we can expect a, a couple of minutes on Boone. Uh, Banksy to shout? Yeah. You're kidding me. Oh, when was the last time Banksy shouted? Anyhow. <laughs> um, anyway, moving right along. Uh, next time for our Around the Ground segment. Yeah, let's do it. So joint team. Now, just quietly, the joint team is going very nicely. If you're following mm. our trades... Um, uh, we said we downgrade someone and then down and upgrade to Patterson last week, and we did get him McVeigh. And the joint team scored eight hundred and forty-eight points, jumped from outside the top hundred to seventy-ninth overall. Um, so look, it's going quite well. Remember that team is ineligible for any prizes as well, as we always yeah, have to coming say. Coming from 79th with a few weeks left, it's um, unlikely we will probably get one. But uh, yeah. Good point, Boydie. Mate, don't even get me started on that guy. If anyone ever deserved to be called an ordinary bloke, it's him. Jeez, who is that rude bastard? Yeah. I don't know, but yep. We're ordinary. laughing. We're laughing in the pod recorder here because uh, we just listened back to that intro for this and segment, and then it's when the I, same person. <laughs> when, when, when I recorded these, I didn't anticipate because at the time I'd come off a few top blokes. I didn't anticipate that uh, I'd be the ordinary bloke. But uh, yes, Benny, seven oh nine. Uh, points way off the joint team. Actually, you guys used to say that the joint team was kind of my team anyway, so mm. maybe maybe that's where my uh, shine's rubbing off as effectively. But of us, I was the only Bogut keeper, and I was, as I'm sure you'll hear, the other guys had cheaper guys that outperformed him. So, and once again, my decision to fade Mellow Trimble pretty well all year is killing me. Mm-hmm. Mate, I know you think he's alright, but some of the things I've heard about this bloke, he is average at best. So average at best this week, but uh, still 71 points ahead of the ordinary bloke. And uh, <laughs> Team Cavalicious actually uh, clawing back some credibility over the last couple of weeks. Off Hopefully, a low, very low base. Yeah, true. Hopefully uh, over the next couple of weeks I can 
my aim is to squeeze into the top 100 if I can, just to, to get some credibility. How far outside are you? Heading, no, not too far. Okay. Not too far. I'm climb, slowly climbing up. So 780 this week did uh, not go with Bogut. And I think what really hurt me this week, unfortunately, was I wasn't able to get Wiley out last week. But um, a bit more on him a bit later. Now we're talking, mate. You've hit the nail on the head. That guy is a top bloke. All right, that leaves only one of us left, and it's the top bloke oh, for the week, and it is uh, me. Uh, I scored 848, tied with the joint team conveniently, even though we've got different teams to the yeah, joint team. Yeah, a couple team. of players different, just the way it worked. Uh, and uh, that's taken me... I picked up a few spots because I finished in the 70s or something for the week, so I've gone up to 8th, 7th overall. 7th, don't. Seventh overall, but I'm kind of saying sixth because Liam obviously oh, can't can't right. win the competition, can he? So uh, that's right. Can't win the money. Effectively, can't win the how, many, how many points are we off the 10k with three uh, weeks? About 150. Oh, I think so I think it was about 120. To be is honest, it? No, no, it's not that close. I don't no, think. I think it is, man. It's not too far off. But, uh, let's have a look. Better pay attention. Uh, yeah, it is actually about 124. I think so. Not that far away from Bangers and Nash. So. Um, it's only a captain selection away. It is only a captain selection away. Wink, wink, hey? Yeah. So, look, um, now it's going to be time for the King Legend Ward. As we've just heard, Bordy, you are a King Legend, <laughs> coming seventh overall. <laughs> but let's see who else has been a King Legend. What a King Legend. Alright, so there was plenty of King Legends in round 15, and we actually put the poll out this morning to the people via Twitter. It was actually pretty close. So we had Sean Long take out the King Legend Award this week. That's voted by 34% of the people. But uh, not too far behind was Josh Boone on 29%, DJ Kennedy on 20%, and then Nick Kay um, down at 17%. So, Benny, who was your King Legend for the week? Well, we'll start with uh, the poll winner in Sean Long, who was my King Legend for the week. Uh, Fair to say that... I was hoping, having kept Bogut, the person who we've named the King Legend Award after, that it would be him as my captain, but um, Sean Long, just fantastic. To put two good games together um, was awesome. Now, um, he did have a honey badger. (laughs) Now, are we going to explain this to you? So, basically, this is what we call when someone uh, has... uh, Gets their amount of points, but finishes with nine rebounds. Now, the reason we call it a honey badger is of, I don't know, we've, we're all uh, got partners, and we may have watched an episode of The Bachelor or two. <laughs> and now, Nick Cummins, right? From my perspective, he's a good bloke. He's got his points on the board, much like these players have got their points on their board for their double-doubles. But at the end, he, after it all said and done, he decided he needed one more rebound, and he didn't choose anyone in The Bachelor. I <laughs> love it. So, look... So, Sean Long, we were hoping we'd get an adjustment to get him back up to uh, that Mr. Double-Double as he is, but he's still good enough putting together two solid games, unlike Ty Wesley, um, to get my King Legend nomination for the week. Uh, Boydie, okay. your King Legend was also up there in the polls this week. was, but interesting came in at fourth, even though he was the top-scoring player of the round, Nick Kay. Um, obviously scored 151 for the round. Unfortunately, I didn't have him captain, even though I was thinking about doing it earlier last before the round started. What held you back, mate? 
Uh, Banksy's sooking, basically. He's been sooking that I always choose a captain that's not his number one choice. So I thought I'd better choose his number one choice. And it cost me 24 points, which, you know, could have got me an extra, I think, a spot on the rankings. Or an could extra been... 10K. So he owes you 10 grand, basically, is what you No, I won't go far as to say 10K. But, um, <laughs> no, I wouldn't have, I actually wouldn't have jumped up a spot. So he's, yeah, there he goes. But I'll let him off for the week. But, um, um, still would have got me 24 points close up, but that's the way he goes. Let's you come back to this uh, after the last round and, okay. and see how much you missed the 10k by. And hopefully, Ooh. hopefully Ooh. it's not within 24. So points. many decisions. I, I, if I get within 24 points of the 10k, I'll be pretty happy, to be honest. But really, I'll, I'll be shitty. But I'll yeah, be, I was going to say I'll be pretty happy as well. But may I'll be, not be uh, talking to myself over the over the preseason break. Why not? If you missed by 24 points. Oh, look. That's the way it goes. You can't. I can't influence anything once it's happened, can you? So, yeah, look, I'm, I guess you've taken Banksy's advice, which hasn't always paid off, but Banksy has actually given some very good advice. He has. Late. He has. And his King Legend of the Week, by far my King Legend of the Week, is Josh Boone. Surprise. So, I put a tweet out post round 12, which had some really yeah, underwhelming responses, mm. mainly due to a little, look, a little bit of a rough trot that Boone had through the singles there. Um, and look, the performance of other bigs that are available at his position as well, understandably. Um, and look, not just by the Twitter followers out there, but uh, my colleague Boydy um, mm-hmm. gave me a bit of stick about that tweet as well. I think, quote, there was a response like, yeah, Boone stinks, he's done, he's either injured or too old mm-hmm. and slow now. And my response was, or he's timing his run for the finals. Well, I think we just need to... Remind not just Bordy but the people out there since we actually made that tweet or I put that tweet out there to, to remind everyone that Boone's certainly one to have on the radar heading into to Melbourne's span of doubles in the last four rounds. He's gone 75, 62, 53 and 85 and he's actually the best fantasy scorer in the league over the last five rounds as yep, well. So absolutely. he's yep. absolutely my... Legend of the week, and uh, I brought him into my team last week as well. Interestingly, on that, like just not to downplay it, you've been accused of being a boon lover by the Oracle, Mister Boyd. Been accused? We know he is. Well, let's be honest, you are. Admittedly, admittedly, it's two. It's been two seasons now. But I know we called Boydie the Oracle, but we actually <laughs> had a uh, a direct message. Someone in our DMs, a NBL media personality, who. Basically, was considering trading Bogut for Boone through the week. Now, seriously, Boydie on repeatedly like on repeatedly had bagged Boone. I don't know if this is the Southeast Melbourne Phoenix supporter <laughs> coming out in him, but he spoke to the true Oracle to give you a clue who this person was that was asking us about trades, um, and within a minute. He was talking about bringing Boone in himself. It was... I've never seen someone wilt so quickly in the presence of greatness. But, uh, and I jokingly in that chat actually mentioned to NBL media personality, first name Liam, um, that I was considering making Boone my captain this week. And uh, I think there was a bit of laugh there that said, don't do it. I yeah, wish well, I had. What could have been? Mm-hmm. Just like I wish I'd made cake, but that's the way it goes. Now I stand by my comments. I think Boone is done. For, I think he won't be. Wow. He won't be in the NBL next season. I don't think he'll be a key import. 
because I think he's actually aged a bit and he's a bit too slow now and there's more gorillas. This league's bigger than it was. Um, and when he used to dominate in the previous two seasons is when he was the only gorilla in the in the jungle. But yeah. now there's Bogut, there's Long, Jawai's hit form and health and health being healthy. He's been hitting games, and I know Boone's just having. He's still having these good games here and there. He's kind of he scra- kind of gets a double. Scra- he, he gets scraping them, scraping double doubles every like the last four weeks. Of season, I wouldn't say scraping. He, he's, he's still he still does well. fifteen and fifteen yeah. against Jawai. Okay. I think it was telling that this year when they signed Pledger at the start of the season, to be honest, because I feel like there's maybe tinkering towards going in an opposite direction, in a different direction after this season. I think Pledger was the start of that. I'm not sure if they sign him for multiple years. I don't know. I can't back that up. But I just feel like... I almost think like Pledger signing is actually a blessing for Boone. So I think he's been able to rest more throughout the season and it just happened to be that during the fantasy season there was a a long span of singles there where we didn't need Boone in our team anyway. Mm -hmm. But I think that's actually helped Boone and I think he'll actually head into the final series... Showing the form he showed us over the last four games. Probably a bit more on trade targets later on, I suggest, or perhaps some Twitter questions. But um, next up is the Holt Award. So we have a poll again. Thank you for those who participated in that. You don't happen to have that up, do you, at all, Banksy? Oh, it's pretty clear cut, actually. Um, so, yep. uh, Steve Holt Award nominations for round 15. Uh, if you don't remember the criteria, who halted your team's progress? went missing like Harold or wasn't worth a roster spot in your fantasy side like Steve um, we it was definitive this week and uh, 67% went with Demetrius Conga um, just no point even mentioning the others it was just a domination yep. of the Holt Award this week um, let's talk about our own individual nominations uh, what have I got so Who's up first? Another Adelaide 36er for Banksy, by the looks? Yeah, mine was certainly Wiley. And again, it's just a frustration. Um, In the first game, he played Perth, played 24 minutes, which was an improvement on the minutes he's been receiving recently. He came out really aggressive. I don't know if you saw that game. He was on fire. He was on absolutely fire in that first... I think he scored 11 or maybe 13 even points in the actual game just in that first quarter. And then the wheels fell off, not just for him, but for Adelaide in the second half. Joey cracks it as he does at his starters when everything's not going smoothly. He good. benches his starters while he loses minutes. And to your mate, good for McVeigh. McVeigh. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Going back to McVeigh there. Um, second game he played against United. And uh, look, he scored nine fantasy points in that second game after 29 in the first. And um, again, battling for minutes. He got 18 minutes. McVeigh played 20. Again, looked aggressive. Um and, and that's the problem uh, for, for Wiley at the moment. I can't wait to get him out of my team this week, although I've been a, a massive Wiley fan all season. But he's now not just battling minutes against Dang and Froling, but now he's got McVeigh to, to compete with as well. Mm. And, look, I don't like uh, you know trying to guess Joe, Coach Joey's uh, rotation. He definitely uses, he uses the 10 or 11 of the players, doesn't he, he's in every game, which makes it very minutes. tough. Yep. makes it very tough to get consistency. Not good for us fantasy owners. No. Um, going on to mine. Uh, so my uh, Holt Award nominee for the week was uh, Nate Jawai. Now, he's fortunately for me, he's been on the bench for the last couple of weeks, but I've actually been wanting to trade him out, but I just can't find a spot in my d- weekly trades to do it. Um, and it's a bit thin on the ground in the centre position as well, so it's kind of hard to trade him at the moment, but he's kind of wasting away at a million bucks. And 
Seems to be having a good game or a, an okay game where he scores 30, then he'll score a single-figure game, then a, then a 30-ish, then a single-figure game, and it's kind of been that pattern for the last little while. So it's time to uh, go. And Nate? If, if only we knew a couple of weeks ago, I think him and Boone were pretty Same much price, priced correct. identically. Yep. yep, so it would have been nice to have... Uh, Just the schedule mix, wasn't it, there? That yeah, it was. That's the right. trigger on that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, that means you can't, you can't do that sometimes, we, but yeah. If we only knew... Um, I guess uh, for myself, this is a bit of a if-we-only-knew kind of moment. Um, just for the record, Jawai actually got 10% of the poll votes, thanks for those who voted. Mine would have fitted in the other category. Now, this person actually made the team of the week on the bench in his position, uh, Lamar Patterson. But the thing is with this, it's a, cumul- a cumul- cumulative effect for me mm-hmm. over the last three weeks. Things were going really well. Take you back to round 12. I'm actually sitting 30th overall. Patterson comes up to his run of singles. Newbel had a 38 and a 40 in the last round. Um, round 13, trade Patterson to Newbel, who's got the doubles coming up. So over round 13 and 14, Newbel has four games compared to only the two for Pato. Newbel had 80 points <laughs> and a 20 average in those games. Lamar Patterson... Was getting an MVP chatter for his 129 points at a 64 and a half average. So the plan was always so that was bad. That's so the plan was always to get Patterson back. Yep. So um, to do that to get Newbill back to him, I basically had to sell the farm to get it done. Um, What happened this week? Patterson was okay. Mentioned team of the week, 74 points. Who was the starting spot? (laughs) Newbill, 77 points. So overall, this has cost me two trades, 52 points, about 440k of salary cap space. That is his entire. That is an entire Jack, Jack McVeigh. Yes. To put it into perspective, and I've fallen from 30th to outside the top 100 in Ooh. the rankings. So Banksy's after me. So Lamar Patterson, I know it's not your fault, but I do not care. You halted my progress in the rankings. You went missing. And getting fouled out with that technical foul. And you did not deserve the roster spot on my teams when I traded you out and in. This is why you're my Hulk nomination this week. And I hated to see that for Patterson. That that fourth foul and the technical, I mean... He argued the point, but I don't think it's what we want to see. We want to see these guys out on the court. Makes you feel any better. I did the same trade. The, the Patterson and Newbull, so... Yeah. No. I'm still it, I'm still ranked okay, so yeah. If we only knew, so look, other parts of your team must be, you know be bad. Yeah, so those <laughs> trades made me look stupid. As hey you guys, if you listen to it makes me look stupid. Well, that's probably cost forty ten k. So I, I guess you can probably come to that assumption. But look, last week we mentioned US sports down under and not looking stupid for your NFL Super Bowl party. Mm-hmm. Now. Uh, you can get all your gear from there. Now, it's probably going to be a bit late by the time this podcast out to get the postage done. So we hope last week you listened, went to US Sports Down Under and bought a heap of gear. But they've got a little promotion going at the moment. It's competition time for US Sports Down Under. Um, there, If you haven't heard, the official New Era uh, Super Bowl party will be held uh, at in Richmond at the Sporting Globe. It's going to be uh, on the rooftop. Uh, both myself and Bordy will be in attendance. Oh, a bit yep. of a celebrity vibe, guys. Yeah, that's right. Uh, I'll be wearing my, so. as I be mentioned paying, last people week, pay not to be at the party. I'll, I'll be wearing my JJ Watt socks. 
So if you see me, um, don't laugh. Um, but basically, go to the Facebook page, US Sports with an S, down under. So you can win yourself, um, you, or you can win tickets for yourself and a mate. These are valued at about 130 bucks each. They're all sold out. 160 130 whatever. Uh, 130 bucks each. Okay. Um, all you have to do is uh, follow Neuro Australia, US Sport Down Under on Instagram, and tag your mate who you want to take to the party. So um, make sure you do that. Uh, it's going to be an awesome party that includes food and drinks. Book your Monday off, book your Tuesday off if you're going to partake in that. Um, and uh, yeah, give them a follow. And if you make your way down there and you want to say good day to Bordy, just, you know, look for the guy that uh, has a bit of Jonah Hill about him at the moment. <laughs> and by that stage, Bordy could be winning the whole comp, so just look for the man with the swagger. <laughs> he actually, you'll be in your LA Rams hat, is that right? No, they're, they're your second no, team. I'll, be, gonna... I'll be repping my Bengals gear still. And still be repping your be- yeah, Bengals yeah. gear? Okay. Still repping the Bengals gear. All right, moving on. It is time for the Twitter questions. I like to thank you for your. I like to thank you for your giving attention. I like to thank you for your participation. All right, a couple of questions to start off. We're going to join, we're going to group a couple of together. So this one's from at Kyle Bowman eighty nine. Chasing points against the field from one hundred and fifty ish. Is Sobey to Kennedy two stock standard? I doubt there are any alternatives that have doubles the rest of the way in. Please just say this is the right move and that everything will be okay. Um, <laughs> a bit of hope there from uh, Kyle. And at Daniel Catronis, Sobi to DJ Kennedy and upgrade Adnam? Question mark. Banksy, you got any stats there for us? I think it could be stock standard this week, but yeah, I also think it. it's the right move. Yes. Okay, so... If we look at DJ Kennedy's last two games, he's put up really good numbers, 61 and 68 in the last two. And Melbourne actually play New Zealand in both their games this week, both home and away. The first one's over in New Zealand. Um, But he's played them once this year, and he put up a massive 73. (laughs) So he's in form, he has the matchup, and I think by far his position is, is the standout play, especially with Melbourne having doubles all the way through. So it is stock standard. There was one likely alternative that we was really closely considering, but we've got some news body by the sounds of it on That's right. Mitch McCarron. Mitch McCarron, is, uh, they've announced today that they're uh, managing a knee issue that he has. It uh, swells up after games and after too much training, etc. So they're saying that they can manage it, but... Vickerman did get quoted in the article today saying that he uh, may he may sit games um, or a game as a to reduce his load. Um, so who knows what that means there? He's obviously been starting. Um, so and it's a shame because I think yes. McCarran was certainly a, a trade target this yep. week, especially maybe for his unique price. one as well. Last three games for McCarran, fifty two. 46 and 52 yep. and the the Twitter chatter around was you know people were certainly onto that and looking to bring him into the team especially uh, with the position availability you can have him a, a shooting guard or, or PG as well it's just such a shame mm-hmm. um, so next question we had at Watto underscore PJ who is more important Boone or Wesley Conger on the bench is it worth just leaving him there and trading Sobey and Cotton out so the second part first, I reckon, because I can imagine there's going to be some debate potentially about the first part between so you two. So second part... Sobey and Cotton got to go. Yes, got to go. It's not a bold move to get rid no. of Cotton. And 
It's all on schedule, so, isn't it? Well, it is based on schedule. That's right. And now I might come back to buy you like Patterson did in there in Benny's wonderful story from earlier in the pod. But rant. Um, most likely, right. you've got obviously got two games for whoever you bring in. You want to bring someone in that's on a double. Obviously, you're not bringing someone in that's on a single. So, yep, I've got Sobey and Cotton, and that's Casper and DJ Kennedy for me. Um, yep. But it looks like you're looking at something different. Boone or Wesley? I'll start with the Boone argument. I'm assuming that's going to be Banksy. Well, I don't want to touch on this too much because we've still got our captain selections this week to, to run through. But, I mean, we touched on this earlier. Post-round 12, Boone's been huge. He's been the best fantasy scorer in the league. Um, Just want to leave it at that for now? Yeah, 75, 62, 53, and 85 says it all. Hashtag Boone lover. And I don't think there's anything wrong with the Wesley. I think Wesley might even be the, the more unique choice. Mm. Uh, especially after his last game where... I, he barely played any minutes in the second half. Oh, Finn Delaney getting all his stats. Finn and foul trouble. So it seems he's taken on the Sean Long mould for, for yep. foul trouble, and then Delaney's playing out of his skin. What I, what I do like about Ty this week is that the home game is first for New Zealand, so they only travel once, whereas Melbourne travel twice. They come over to New Zealand for the game on Friday and then have to travel back to play on Sunday. Also, Benny's mentioned in earlier t- um, podcasts as well, the ex-team playing your former team, what was not syndrome, what did you call it? Revenge games. Revenge it? games, that's what I was looking for. I was trying to think of it this afternoon, what, what you were calling it, but the revenge game uh, the um, phenomena. So, uh, now I don't think he's, his game against Melbourne earlier in the season was actually that good, but... Um, um, but I'm, you know, I'm, I'd be maybe as, but maybe I've got my thinking cap on because I'm trying to do something a little bit out there because I'm trying to catch the leaders. But who knows? And just for what it's worth, Wesley's ten percent owned, yep. and Burns twenty percent owned at the moment. There you go. So yeah, yep. so, so that's I what guess I mean. it depends. Do you need you to go unique? Unique, with unique your New York yep. or not? Yeah. Alrighty. Um, last question we've got uh, from at M W O two two. And he'll ask give advice on this. Is he what one or two spots behind you now? Is he behind me? Yeah, he is. I'm not answering this question. No, he's done. Uh, also, Sobi to Boone and Conga to DJ Cages. Those those moves look familiar. Um, as long as cash is all good, or Conga to McVeigh and start Nubel and Sobi to Bogut. Wow. I think that's bit, an easy answer. A bit answer. to think of there. And also, I think well, there was someone who had another question that was very similar to that. was uh, John Fares as well, which is at Fares JK. Can I... Uh, um, unsure where to go. K to Wesley, Conger to Lish via Patterson in the sub, or K to Kennedy and Conger to McCarran or Barlow. Well, hopefully you're listening to this, John, and you'll hear the, what we said about McCarran. He might be a bit too risky to chance this week. Um, but you know, DJK could be an option there if you've got the cash, um, uh, or possibly Boone if you have the cash as well, if you've got the positions right. Um, but yeah, are we fair to say with this one from Mark that um, I think two points on his second question about Conor McVeigh? Yes, McVeigh's value, but he's just about to head into singles. Yeah, no. And not only that, he's talking about starting Newbull, who's been, I think, arguably one of the most frustrating. Yes. Can vouch for that. <laughs> yes. The players to own fantasy wise, and especially starting for us, the court as well. Yes. yes. Uh, I will be doing his first move. Mm. Sobi to Boone, Conga to DJK makes sense. Um, it is a little bit what it, we probably think they're probably the two moves that everyone does this week, aren't we? If, that's if you can afford that, go yeah. for it. You're talking about the points that you are currently getting from Sobi and Conga. 
a getting that to Burn and, and DJK, yeah. which are yeah. you know putting you're up sixties, thinking about hundred a hundred a game from yeah. the two of them, pretty That's much huge. combined. I'm talking, but yes. But if you want to be different to all the other teams, Mark, you're within touching distance of that prize money. It's going to be tempting. That's something Mark's got to consider, just yes. like yourself, Woody. What is your ownership like for the others? Do the, you do team? what Tony Romo said to do and make David wear captain last week? You know, I thought that was uh, <laughs> that didn't work out too good. I think uh, Tony should. See, we haven't had any phone calls this week. That was interesting. Nah, we'll let Banksy try and redeem himself this week. But, uh, uh, that's about it for our. That's our Twitter uh, discussion here. Um, trade targets, are we going to... We've covered a fair bit of trade targets, but obviously um, your Melbourne and your New Zealand players are more uh, are attractive over the because ne- they're the only teams that have got doubles for the next three rounds. Um, now, the important thing that I spoke to you guys about as well, and I mentioned it briefly already in the pod, is New Zealand play each of their first games at home, which means they only travel once on a weekend, each weekend. So I thought that was an interesting um, thing um, not that there's too much excitement with other players outside of the big two, the grown man and the uh, Mr. Double Double or whatever, whatever he's calling himself. Two men um, Yeah, Long and Wesley, obviously. Apart from that, the, the rest of them are a bit sporadic. They'll pop up for a 50 here or a 60 there, like Rich Richard had in the last game, a 60. But um, before that, he's had not too much before that. So, uh, you know, but, but I just thought that was an interesting thing that they've got their home game first in each of the three rounds. Whereas I think Melbourne play... Obviously, New Zealand twice this week, and then they, next week they play two games away. They play Adelaide and Sydney both away, which is a travelling weekend. So, you know, those yep. little question marks we have over McCarran now, and the question mark that I still have over Boone, I think still has a little bit of rev- relevance, but who knows. I'm really looking forward to the Boone versus Long matchup. This really? Week. Well, right. look. Anyway, it's probably it's almost, that's almost a perfect segue. I know we like to give you our joint team trades. Before this news about McCarran came out, it was almost guaranteed to be uh, McCarran and Bogut in. Uh, but we're going to have to. We'll, we'll probably tweet out our joint team trades. As we mentioned, the joint teams have been going really well. If you've been following us, you'd be sitting pretty. Uh, but we'll uh, tweet that out. But speaking of battles, uh, that is probably the good time to talk about the battle of Banksy's captains. And now it's time for Banksy's captains. It's not Bernie or Bodie, so please don't at them. It's Banksy's choice, so he's in trouble. If his number one choice doesn't double, double. All right, Banksy, what do you got for us this week? Better be special. Stuck into it. So we'll do the top five this week. So at number five, I, I couldn't decide, so... We could easily have Trimble or Top Patterson six. in there. Hang on a tick. I have a so it's a bit of a t- I've got a tiebreaker. Now I know we talked about revenge games, you know, with Wesley just earlier in the podcast. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. I know you guys come to us for the best advice possible. I've dug into some data. Some people don't even get that, but that's okay. Hashtag Statsman <laughs> taking over. Now, on the fifth of November, DJ Kennedy had sixty-three fantasy points. On the 17th of January, Reese Vague come out and dominated, started, had 32 fantasy points, one of his best scores for the year. Mm-hmm. What are you getting to? Kyle Adnam on the 18th of November, come out, 32 points, was his highest score for the season. All of these things occurred on their birthdays. Oh, okay. Forget revenge games. It's all about the birthday games. Like mm-hmm. it. 2nd of February, Romello, Trimbo, Trimble, Celebrates his birthday. 
at home versus Adelaide. I know you might have some stats um, that say that uh, Trimble isn't going to perform. You didn't know it was his birthday. I did. So surely he has to be number have, five, if not number one. <laughs> I have not factored that into my captains this week. But what? a very valid point. So as I mentioned, we could have Trimble or Patterson. But after knowing that, Benny, I think let's just rule Patterson out and go with Trimble at number five. But uh, <laughs> the reason we had Patterson in there, so he's got the two games home and away against Sydney. That should be a good rivalry against Bogut this week. He's played them twice, 53 and 36 in those two games. Um, he has averaged 46 over the last five and probably would have averaged a bit more if he wasn't fouling out. Yep. Trimble's a really interesting one. Birthday game aside, he plays Adelaide first of all, um, and he's played them three times already. And look, it's not impressive. 36, 27, and 36. So mm. not the Trimble of recent we've been watching um, when he matches up against Adelaide. That 27, I must have had him captain that way. Anyway, the only week I had him. But Sobe, the game against Kansas in Kansas was when Sobi had his triple double, wasn't it? I think too. Anyway, anyway, sorry to interrupt. Anyway, he's then got Illawarra away in his second game, and he's played them three times, pretty consistent, 40, 42, and forty-eight. But obviously, watching Trimble more recently, he's averaging fifty over his last five games. So, I think that's why he's got to be there in that, the number five spot. But he's a clear number five now. I know he's. Playing Patterson outside the, the top five. That's amazing. Game. You would never pick that a week ago. Yeah. Mm. We've just got so much choice this week. Mm-hmm. Number four, four, I have gone with DJ Kennedy. Yes, He seems to be flavour of the week DJ and K. on a lot of people's trade targets this mm-hmm. week as mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. Um, so as we said, he's got New Zealand away and then at home as well. He's only played them once, but he put up a massive 73. And obviously... More recently, come back from those couple of games off from the small car accident he had. He's put up 61 and 68 in his last two. So no tick, Macca. tick, tick, McCarran out, as you say. Can only lead to more... Karen's not out yet. We don't know that for sure, but he might be resting. He's a big, 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 que- big yep. question mark. Yep. There's definitely a question mark, which means Kennedy becomes more important. Number three. three. Now, this is very controversial. But it's my captain segment. I'm going to go with Bogut at number three. Wow. I like it. Now, he plays Brisbane in both those games, home and away. And look, he's put up a 92 against them, but also a 57. And the reason... of the year 92, Banksy. Yeah. But he couldn't couldn't replicate that in, in the more recent game too. He put up 57. Now, the reason he's at number three is he's dropped over his last few games. So he's averaging 49 over the last five. It's not the Bogut scores we've been expecting and that we've been experiencing over the season where he's putting up these big 60s, these big 70s, and he's only averaging 44 over his last three as well. And look, this is just an opinion, but I still think there may be a potential game where he's rested leading into finals. He hasn't been himself, I don't feel, over the last couple of games. Sydney haven't been themselves over the last couple of games. Well, Um, that's the thing. And I think something could give. It contradicts itself, though, because Sydney actually need him at the moment, but it kind of feels like he's, like, lugging around, you know, (laughs) half-injured or whatever. mate. It's so funny. Banksy just made the comment before watching the game. Like, Bogut's clearly, his back appears to be shot. Yep. The reason he's playing so minutes is because if he sits down, I think he'll freeze up or something or, you know, stiffen up, to be honest, because Banksy said 
rest him, Gazy. Why are you putting him in for so many minutes, yep. you know? Because he doesn't have him on his fantasy team. Uh, I do have him on a fantasy team. I just want to actually commend him for fighting through that. It's been, very little has been made of, I guess, his tenacity to keep fighting through clearly when he's injured. Yep. Um, and if you're listening, Bogey, come on, don't rest. <laughs> I need you. are going to be my captain this week. I've kept you. I cannot get beaten in the overall rankings by Banksy if you ever let me know where he is. So, And touching yeah. on that, Benny, it's funny how your perspective absolutely changes once you uh, you know, either are a Bogut owner or you go to a non-owner. I was watching that last, the, the two games on the weekend, and you think, you know, he's played the full first quarter. He's certainly not going to be starting the second, and I think in both games. I was watching the games. I'm like, Casey, what are you doing? Why is Bogut still on the court? I don't own him. Get him off. Rest him. <laughs> Anyway, all right, so number two, I'm going to be rolling with Sean Long. Um, very much looking forward to the, the Boone versus Long matchup on the weekend in the two games. Now, his numbers aren't fantastic against Melbourne so far, but they were much earlier in the season when Long was going through his stretch of foul trouble, um, which I think he's finally snapped out of. He only put up 39 and 33 in those two games against United, but... The recent numbers don't lie. So he's averaging 61 over his last three. He's been dominant. He's averaged 50 over his last five. So he's certainly outscoring Bogut over the last three and the last five. Even with Arnie Badger. And uh, he's absolutely been the go-to guy on the offensive end for New Zealand uh, as they are making their run to to try and sneak into the finals. So you've just said that you're looking forward to the battle with Long and Boone, and uh, you've declared a winner by the sounds of it. I have. Again, controversial, and uh, probably not the, the player board he's going to be going with. He might not even be in his team this week, but Josh Boone is my number one fantasy captain. So I know we've touched on this throughout the pod already, but you know he's averaging 60 over his last five. He's averaging 66 in his last three. He's played New Zealand twice. Um, the first game, only a 24, but the second game was huge with a massive 87 as well. So... Big. Most informed fantasy player in the competition. He's got a nice little matchup against Long there, and he will be my number one choice. Well, he wasn't in my, my side, but I think now he is. Oh, you've been persuaded by the. I don't think he deserved to bring. Burn. Oh wow, it's <laughs> so nasty, isn't it? I'm talking about Liam. I mean, NBL media personality. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I think that uh, wraps us up for the week. We've got round sixteen, so um, all done and dusted. Uh, hit us up with our uh, Twitter at bball underscore blokes, uh, or and obviously the Dream Team Talk article should be out tomorrow, which would be Thursday um, at some stage. Thursday, probably about by lunchtime. So uh, be ready for the triple header. Triple header on Friday. Get get excited. Actually, Ooh, yeah. I, I will be in Adelaide. So if any of our Adelaidean uh, listeners have got a good sports bar in the city, that's going to. Uh, play the games I'm, I'm thinking I'm just going to go to the casino as a sports bar apparently so I might be go there or the bunker the bunker bar and apparently they're going to play the games there too so um, hit me up if, on Twitter if uh, anyone has any other ideas of where I should go they have televisions there? they have tele- yeah they've got power and television Whack. in Adelaide now alright on that on that happy note we'll uh, chat next week cheers <laughs>